What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 20 we're finally made it to 20 20 of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney cj palmasano are your hosts a little bit to get to today cj obviously a lot of developments in the wrestling world over the last couple of days AEW double or nothing sold out in four minutes uh we'll talk about that a little later on uh cody's teasing his double or nothing opponent we'll debate on who that might be a little later on the revival finally won the tag titles revival won the tag they finally did it they finally did it long overdue long overdue we're talking like a year and a half two years overdue oh god when did they debut after wrestlemania 33 yeah so two years overdue 33 they beat the new day completely uh demolished them they were, had a great start in the beginning, but now it's, it's been a really, really rocky right. few years. But now they finally won the tag titles. I mean, this is clearly to make sure that they don't go anywhere. Now, of course, uh, we'll also discuss Elimination Chamber this Sunday. You and I said off mic, we completely forgot there was a pay-per-view this Sunday. It just doesn't feel that important. It doesn't feel important. Except for maybe the women's tag title match. Oh, no, that, that's, that, the most, that's about it. Also, I want to debate with you, is this the pay-per-view where the WWE Championship finally main events a dual-branded pay-per-view? I think it has to be. No, I think it's going to be women's tag titles. You think? Yeah, it's first WWE women's tag championships. I think that's going to be the main event. We'll debate on that later. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, SmackDown last night. The gauntlet match was fantastic. Kofi Kingston forgot how good he was on his own. Thank God. Um, he's he's got to win the world title at some point. I think he's going he to win it at least one time before he retires. First of all, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Second of all, I think right probably before he retires, I think he'll win it at least once. Um, I hope so. Because he was always one of those guys who was just... Just on the outside. People just kind of forget how good he really is. He he is great. He pinned Daniel Bryan last night. um, Pinned Jeff Hardy. Mm -hmm. Pinned Samoa Joe. Almost beat AJ at the end of the night. And Samoa Joe, like the heelish heel he is, had to get his... Had to be... Had to be all pissed off and got him in the coquina clutch and choked him out. That makes me fear, though, that Kofi will probably be the first one out of the chamber on Sunday. I wouldn't mind that. Put him in there with AJ. Yeah, give him a good performance. I mean, as long as he again, as long as he's a good performance, it doesn't matter. I know he's not winning Sunday. We know he's winning Sunday. Nah, but, but he'll but, after the after the match he had last night, he'll for sure be the MVP this Sunday. Yeah, but give him a good performance, all of that and more. Um Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about, but obviously, CJ, the big news um in the wrestling world is Becky Lynch being quote unquote suspended for sixty days. I am so mad. This is so not a work. <laughs> Me and CJ are going to stop. Watch it. Relax. So, as of now, Becky Lynch is pulled from the main event of WrestleMania, replaced by Charlotte Flair. So, as of right now, at this moment, it is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's whoa, Championship. Whoa, whoa, wait. Sean Ruby Riot could win Sunday. Oh, uh, Ruby could win Sunday. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And someday pigs might fly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, poor Ruby Riot. They're giving her the the worst time in the world to have this match, honestly. Yeah, there's, there's no build. This there's isn't, there's this no isn't... build. There's, there's no reason to believe she's going to win that match. This was announced on Twitter that it was just going to happen. And exactly. it's, it's really just filler until Honestly, Ronda if gets anything, the it should be Asuka defending her championship on Sunday and not Ronda Rousey, if anything. Well, Asuka hasn't been on TV. Yeah, which is another shame. Since the Rumble. Right, which is another damn shame, to be honest. But, but it's not that big of a deal. I'm right. sure Asuka will be back after Elimination Chamber. I agree. And then they're going to have to find a way to give her an opponent at Mania. And I'm sure they'll do a good build up and do just fine. Now, I will say this, though. We've had a couple of days to think about this, CJ, and I went on Twitter after it was over and said that I still believe Charlotte should face Asuka, and I still do believe that, but 
Uh, and a lot of people out there are saying, well, how can you pull Becky? You know, you say give us what we want, but you give us Charlotte. Everybody needs to relax and calm down, and here's why. We've had a few days to think about this, and I will admit, the segment on Raw happened so fast I don't think anybody had time to react to what happened except with just anger of why are they doing this. We've had two days to think about it. Here's what, I'm, what I've come up with, right? When we think about Ronda Rousey, let's go back a little bit. They build her as this big baby face. They want her to be the baby face of the women's division. Let's go back to Survivor Series where Charlotte starts this heel run, beats the ever-living daylights out of Ronda Rousey. What happens? Ronda gets booed out of the Staples Center. Tough crowd. Okay. Let's go to the night after the Royal Rumble. Becky says she's going to challenge Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. The crowd won't even let Ronda respond. They are booing her out of the building that loud. The WWE is realizing that with Becky and Ronda one-on-one, obviously they know who's going to be cheered at MetLife. Now, Ronda's still going to get booed at MetLife, but with what I'm about to say next, probably more likely of a mixer, more of a mixed reaction. What Vince McMahon did on Monday was this. He simply took the heat off of Ronda and put it straight on Charlotte Flair. And I put a poll question on our Twitter at TNAWP of, do you think that they went the right route in booking the eventual triple threat? And I said yes, because of what we're seeing right now. She got, Charlotte got booed out of the building Monday night. She was being booed last night on SmackDown. And I think finally we have this full heel turn, full circle, and now Charlotte is going to get all the heat instead of Ronda getting all the heat. Now, we know Becky's being added back in, so everybody needs to calm down on that. It's a matter of if, it, not if, I mean, it's a matter of when and how. You know, my guess there's going to be something at Fastlane. They might wait all the way till the night of WrestleMania to add her back in somehow. But either way, it's a matter of how and when. But. I do think with the way they did this, CJ, and I'll give you a chance to comment, and if you agree or disagree, I think the way they did it takes all of the heat off Ronda and puts it straight on Charlotte Flair as it should be. No, it's a very good point because I'm sure they were realizing that Ronda was starting to get all the negative reactions when she's in the room with Becky or if Becky's talked about. And, you know, you put Ronda Rousey against other people in the women's roster, for the most part, she got very positive reactions. Mm Mm-hmm. But, again, you put her against someone like Becky Lynch, who is, I said last week, is, like, the most popular wrestler in the world. Like, there's no question how popular Becky Lynch is. So, I guess they don't want Ronda to be the heel. So, and Charlotte's a natural heel to begin with. Also, maybe they just don't think Ronda can do it. I don't know about can, but maybe it's something Ronda doesn't want to do. That That's, we don't know what that reason, reason be. Or they just put it on Charlotte because they realize well Charlotte is naturally better as a heel her father is one of the greatest heels of all time Mm -hmm. and just look at her heel run with uh, Sasha Banks a few years ago it was absolutely fantastic and I think that's Charlotte's work has always shined better when she is a heel and putting the heat on her and that's the thing for people to get absolutely like legitimately mad is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You look at the how many dislikes that video on YouTube got. Uh, last I checked, it was at like 60,000 dislikes. It has to be close to the 100,000 at this point. So it only makes Becky's eventual title win, because I know currently she's not in the match, but eventually she will get inserted back into the match. She might... Um, she could just come in, raise hell, and just come. Like, I saw someone post on Twitter or uh, Facebook or something saying Becky should come in one week on Raw uh, with a Guinness beer truck and just spray uh, Vince and Charlotte with uh, Guinness. So, wow. So, I mean, I don't think there's ever been a woman as popular on the roster as Becky Lynch, as far as I can remember. Like, like... Sure, you can think of Trish Stratus and Lita, and you can think of China, but China and Lita and Trish Stratus weren't really like in the spotlight that the women have today. And that's not a knock on the women of the past because if it wasn't for the women of the past, then these girls wouldn't have the opportunity they have now. Oh, agreed. So I agree that it is a good way to build the match, to build the eventual triple threat because you get all the heat on Charlotte, you get all the. Um, Sympathy for Becky. And Rhonda is... She's in the middle. She's in the middle. I mean, 
there are casual fans who like her. There are fans who like her. You know, and like you said, she will probably get a mixed reaction at Mania. She'll probably get now. She'll probably get more cheers than booze. Even though it is a New York, New Jersey crowd, which is yeah. tough anyway. But all the heat will be directed to Charlotte. And uh, but now that I think about it, I don't know if I mean when that match happens, I think Becky will win. But I don't know if Becky will actually beat Ronda to win the title. It, at this point that's and it, it, it's an interesting point i think if i had to say right now what how that match ends with the rumors of ronda leaving i think becky has to beat ronda to keep the feud with charlotte going what if she got charlotte and ronda both in an armbar i you and i are at the top of the upper deck i'm not going to tell you what happens next uh, <laughs> but anyway um i do think she has to beat ronda because i do think that feud's going to continue i think so too i think like ronda has to she has to. She has have, to take the finish. She has to take the 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 pin or the or the or tap She'll out. She'll have to tap out. She'll have to. I mean, I feel like more people want Becky to beat Charlotte at this point, probably. Yeah. So that that's why I think that maybe Ronda might not take the. But if Ronda's if Ronda's leaving, it would only be fair for her to take the finish. Yeah, it would only be fair. Or if she's going away for a while, because there are rumors all over. Well, the also, place. I, uh, it was uh, Fightful.com. I don't know if I mentioned it last week or two weeks ago of contracts who are expiring in the next few years with all different wrestling promotions. Ronda Rousey's is supposed to expire between I think 2020 or 2021, something like that. So. And whether you want to believe the reports or not, if she's going to be leaving after Mania this year, that's excuse me, up to you. Right. But what I do believe is I think she's taking some time off. That's what I believe at this very moment. I don't think yeah, she's I mean, for good, she, she could take some time but off. But I think she's taking a few months off after Mania, probably be and back for SummerSlam. Then just have Charlotte and Becky feud for the Raw title yeah. for a while. And that's why I think Ronda's got to take the finish. But, you know, you were saying it before, CJ, and I obviously, you know, I agree with you. I think the way they're building this, first of all, they would be stupid. If this were real life, they'd be stupid not to have Becky in this main event. She's going to be in this main event. It's just They a, realize how popular they are. Yeah, she is. I mean, and, and like you said, for them to hate what Vince did on Monday is a very good thing. Does Vince really think that he's not giving the people what they want? He's real, he's building the suspense. He's making them be patient. Real heel heat is something very hard to find these days. And Vince brought it back it's within two minutes. very, very hard to find. So. Yep. And in two minutes, he put it all on Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. Perfectly. And again, it all happened so fast Monday, you really didn't have time to think about it. But when you stop and you think about it, you're like, wow, what he did was a very smart move. Put all the heel heat on Charlotte, took it all off Ronda. Ronda's going to get a mixed reaction regardless because the, the events in the Meadowlands, it's a tough crowd. Uh, but she, at least at this point, Ronda won't be booed by 80,000 people. The, and that's what Vince is trying to avoid. The question is, what does Becky do to get back in the match? Well, that's the thing. I think we're going to see a lot of run-ins. Um, Charlotte mentioned last night she has a front-row ticket to Ronda's title match against Ruby Ryan on Sunday. I think Becky's going to be there, too, mm -hmm. in some capacity. I think you're going to see a lot of run-ins on Raw, a lot of run-ins on SmackDown, to the point where the McMahons finally say stop. My prediction is they're going to have the match at Fastlane. It's going to be Charlotte and Becky. If Becky wins, the suspension is lifted. She's added to the triple threat. If she loses, she misses WrestleMania and possibly a longer suspension. That's what I think we're heading towards. Because Fastlane, I think, is what? First week of March that they're doing this? Yeah, something, along something those like lines. that. So I it has to be something like that. Yeah, I, It's I, the last pay-per-view before Mania. I would think that Fastlane is the match where they have the match. and. Right, and when you have matches of that caliber of like big stipulations leading to WrestleMania, that makes those like pay per views that you really don't want to watch leading to WrestleMania more important. Put it this way: that's your fast lane main event. Yeah, has to be. I would think so. If the, I mean, I feel like if the WWE Championship is not going to be the main event, then that makes sense. That makes that sense. That match would remind me a little bit of a Gargano Champa New Orleans storyline, where it's like it's all on the line for Becky Lynch. So now Becky Lynch won't lose her job, but she'll lose the main event of WrestleMania if she can't beat Charlotte. Mm -hmm. That's the type of build that you could see over the next couple of weeks. And again, I think that's your fast lane main event mm -hmm. because the WWE Championship. I don't think. I mean, at that point, hope you know. You look at Daniel Bryan, who he would possibly face in the chamber, possibly or not the chamber. I'm sorry. At Fastlane, maybe you look at somebody like Mustafa Ali, who was robbed of an opportunity. Well, maybe. the rumors right now is that it's going to be a triple threat between Bryan, Joe, and AJ, and that was like local uh, television broadcasting, right? You know, they always do the pipe of the pay per view. But that always changes. But if it that's is, if that's the story, cur then, yeah. currently right now, Joe, a Joe, AJ, Bryan. Um, 
seems to be th- that, and I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, but if that's the match, but, then Charlotte and Becky are going to main event if that's where they're heading. Yeah, it's just the WWE Championship. And with the McMahons at ringside, Becky's probably going to fight them all off at, as well because obviously Stephanie and Triple H were overruled, but they're going to agree with Vince. I think we're going to see a heel like McMahon stable going forward. Really? Heel McMahon's? Never seen that before. They're going to leave Shane out of it. And that's another thing for another day. But anyway. uh, But yeah, I think that's where they're heading. But like you said, real heel heat is very hard to come by nowadays. But, you know, Vince McMahon, as out of touch as he might be, still knows how to bring it in. And within two minutes on Monday night... He brought it back. Charlotte was being booed out of that building so loud. She was being booed out of the building last night. All the heat is now on Charlotte. And again, Becky's going to get back in. We just don't know how, and we don't know when. But WrestleMania 35, she is winning that belt. We we have that pretty much down in stone. Another thing to talk about on Monday Night Raw, which uh, was the Paul Heyman and Seth Rollins segment, it's pretty much saying that, you know, not that we haven't heard this before, but I feel like, the moment the the storyline is right and with the right person with Seth Rollins they tried to do it Roman and obviously things just didn't click right but with Seth the P, uh, like Seth has been the MVP I, I would I would probably say has been the MVP of not only Raw but of the WWE for the past I, year and a half I'd now. say he's been the MVP of the brand split altogether because we've really started noticing this since the brand split happened I mean he like I think it really like really started to click of how like of that he's been like arguably the best uh, was that gauntlet match he had last year on Raw before oh the Minutes Chamber. Did they try to reenact that last night or what? But we'll get to I that would, in a minute. We'll get to that when we talk about SmackDown. <laughs> but uh, he, he's saying how you know that he's been waiting his whole life for an opportunity like this. That Brock Lesnar has held the championship hostage. He's held the not just the championship, but the business that he loves hostage for two years. Yep. And he's sick and tired of it. And he doesn't care if this is his last match. He will do everything he can, every fiber of his being, to make sure that Brock Lesnar does not walk away as universal champion at WrestleMania. And he goes, and Paul, that's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. How many F5s do you think Seth Rollins kicks out of before he wins the match? Maybe two. Two? I can't at, see three. At least, at least one. It, they're mean, not gonna get. They're not gonna make it all hokey like last year. Like right, where Roman kicked out a five. I thought he kicked out. I thought it was like six or seven. No, nah, he got beat by the sixth. And, and Seth, no disrespect to him, he's not big enough to kick out a six. So. But the thing is, it's just not believable to kick out of that many finishers. It's just right. ridiculous. But anyway, after that, Dean Ambrose shows up and, and turns face. He just says, simply, just says, "Slay the beast." And then he and then he has a match at EC three, which he beat EC three. And when you now is not the time for fifty fifty booking. Yeah. But I saw something from Cultaholic today that was broken by uh, the Pro Wrestling Observer, Pro Wrestling Radio. Um, that Meltzer said that um, Ambrose went off script. Yeah. He was supposed to say more. And probably the shield was supposed to be brought up or something. And now there's rumors and speculation to think that Dean and Roman might get involved in the match. You know, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking at least Roman would make an appearance. I again, you know, pending Roman's situation, we don't know if he's allowed to get, you know, physical with anybody yet. We don't even know if he's. Tra- if I mean, he's I've, I've heard th- I've heard things that they want him to show up after the match. But to me, I'm like, for me, I'm like, I don't want Roman to come back until he's until moment. he's ready to come back. I yeah, agree. that's that's Seth's moment to win the championship, to beat Brock Lesnar, and have the fans embrace. I mean, because that just kind of wastes when the moment he finally comes yep. back, the fans will finally embrace him and yep. finally accept him. And and if you do it at Mania 35, if he's not ready to come back yet, he's just there to congratulate Seth. Number one, you're taking Seth's moment away. We're gonna cheer when we see Roman, of course. The only thing I think would be good is if, is if Dean was there, like if all three were there. If all three of them were there, like if after the match, Seth was standing in the ring or he was standing on the stage, and Roman and Dean come out and they all do the fist bump with Seth in the middle. That would be okay with me. Not like 
just, just, Roman. Ju- just Roman. Because, you know, like you said, and we said it when the diagnosis happened, the next time we should see Roman on TV is when he's 100% cleared to return to the ring and he starts his comeback back. Because and, that is going to be when things we embrace him. Locked tight secret. Don't yep. let anything get out to anybody. The only people who should know about when Roman is coming back is obviously Roman, Triple H, and and Vince. Yep. That's it. Those are the only people who should know. I was going to say, you remember when they botched his TLC return and that's when this whole, you know, booing him out of the building thing started? Do not do that this time. Well, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. That's, that's what I'm saying. Do not do that this time. And I would hope that they're smart about this. But we'll we'll see when Roman eventually comes back and we hope he comes back when he's fully healed right. and ready and, to go. And I absolutely agree, and I hope that's sooner rather than later. But the next time I want to see Roman on TV is when he's clear to return to the ring mm-hmm. and he's ready to make his comeback. I don't want to see it at WrestleMania because that's going to be Seth's moment. But like you said, if it's all three of them, I'm, I'm not going to you know bitch about that. I'll, yeah. I'll be fine with it. It would, um, it would be kind of cool to see The Shield take down Brock Lesnar. It would be cool to see all three of them because though that was a group that the fans loved for a long time, and these were all guys who the fans, I mean, for the most part, all three the fans love. I mean, I, I feel like most of the most popular one at this point is Rollins. Yeah. Uh, with with Romans like booking being like you know people that being like fifty fifty on him, and the fans always loving Ambrose. But I feel like just as far as like who's been booked right and who is the most popular and who's having the best matches, it's for sure Seth. Yeah. But um, you also mentioned I didn't mean to cut you off, but the Shield at WrestleMania to do the fist bump one more time—that could be the last time we ever see it too. It could. When you be. think about it, because if Dean's leaving the company, and it sounds like he is, that could be the very last time we see it. Yeah. So, but anyway, you may continue. We'll see what happens with Ambrose, because um, because really, because what they—it seems to be doing—is that they're making him look like a fool before he leaves. So when he goes to another company, or if he wants to go wrestle somewhere else, he'll be like, you know, his lose some credibility but the thing is he's not going to go out as dean ambrose because that's a wwe trademark name yep. he'll, he'll, he'll go back to john moxley yep so sure the character of dean ambrose may be ruined when he walks out the door but the character but when john moxley john moxley will be in a main event back. spotlight in aew in five minutes aew um ring of honor ring of right. honor too i mean again uh, it, you know, de- we have it, options it here. depends where he wants to go Right. And it depends if whether or not this is a work or it's a shoot, but we have to wait and see after WrestleMania. As of right happens. now, you have to believe that it's a shoot. Yeah. I, I think it is. I think he's still leaving. But yeah. so You wait and see. See what happens. And the Revival finally won the tag finally. titles on Raw. Yeah, I had a feeling it was going to happen that night. I mean, when you, when you... It's like, what, opportunity number eight in the last two months for them? It had to happen on Monday night. It had I to. think this is also going to lead to a storyline with uh, Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah. I think I don't know how they're gonna do it though. I don't know how they're gonna do well, it. Well, because Hawkins and Ryder have been losing since they came back as a tag team. Yes, I think it'd be really cool. Well, Hawkins has been losing for like two years straight. Well, let's leave that part yeah. out of it. But <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking a- about the tag team. Right I'm here. actually really excited because I loved Hawkins and Ryder as a, as a kid. They as were a great. Tag team. They were a great tag team. I was gonna team. say ten years ago they were a tag team. Jesus. So I think that um. That's when I started ev- watching. Eventually, this is gonna lead to. Ryder and Hawkins winning the tag titles from the revival. I think it's going to lead to that. And I would love for it to be like Kurt Hawkins' first win, like just, just win in general <laughs> since his losing streak is winning the tag titles. Um, but obviously, it's not going to happen. Like, I would think that they'd have to win a match. So maybe Ryder and Hawkins have a tag match or some kind to determine number one contenders. And then at, maybe this could lead to WrestleMania. It could lead to Mania where Ryder and Hawkins face the Revival and Hawkins gets the pin and they win the tag titles because that would be a great way to finish this up this story. The pop would be incredible. It would be huge. I think it would be just as big as, as Ryder winning the IC title a few years yeah. ago. I agree because it would be one of those things that you didn't expect to happen and all of a sudden in front of your eyes it did. Well, the thing is I feel like people would kind of expect the Hawkins and Ryder to win the tag titles if it was a two-on-two match. With the IC title, it was like a six or eight man ladder right, match. Right, like you were like, you don't nobody, think Zack Ryder could actually win this match. Nobody expected Zack Ryder to win. Especially because he got in last minute because Neville got hurt. He was not supposed to be in the match. Yeah, Neville did get hurt. And it was like the week or two before that Ryder was added in. Like he had a, it was a, like a baseball slide or something, and Jericho was working the match and like. Uh, Popped his shoulder or something? or his I don't know what knee. it was. I forgot. 
But Jericho went off script and started yelling in Charles Robinson's face, hey, he's hurt. Like, well, he's working. Well, Jericho's like doing wrestling mine and he thinks like, you know, he's selling and he, and he was going to attack and like, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt. And like, he had to actually back off Jericho and tell him like, no, he's really hurt. Back Did off. Jericho get disqualified for that? I don't know. I don't remember that. I was... can't. No, he was supposed to because he was pushing the ref. Yeah. And the ref didn't know what to do. Anyway, you may continue. Anyway, that's uh, digressing for a second. But, yeah, the Revival, long overdue. They're arguably the, they're the best tag team in WWE. They're finally at the tag titles. I think this is clearly just to make sure that they stay yes. in the company and not leave. But we'll see how they're treated. But here's the thing, too. If they, lo- if they lost, and no disrespect to Hawkins and Ryder, because 10 years ago when they won the tag belts, the first time when I started watching, it was a good run. But... A lot has changed in 10 years. You know, you almost look at Hawkins as almost an afterthought. He's had a two-year losing streak, right? If the Revival were to lose to Hawkins and Ryder at WrestleMania, would that make them want to leave more? Because, oh, great, after everything that we've been through, we finally won a no, title, we I lost don't, to no, these guys. No, I, I don't think that would make them want to leave more. I think the Revival just want the tag division to be respected. They just want the tag division to be, like, actually an important thing and not just an afterthought because we've said for like the past few years that the raw tag division has been hot garbage yeah it's been terrible you know with the revival there and then they just they threw gable and 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 rude together which credit to them they were they're good tag team they were a decent tag team but again you had and then you you had aop and you know it's like Seth and Dean. Seth and Dean, and then the bar. Like, like you had these teams. McIntyre and Ziggler. McIntyre and Ziggler. But the thing is, like Seth and Dean and McIntyre and Ziggler weren't going to stay teams for for long at all. They weren't going to. As good of a tag teams as they were, and they were putting you knew it good, wasn't, and they were putting on good matches. You knew together. it wasn't permanent. No, it wasn't going to stay. So, it's oak like a buddy of mine who listens to this podcast every week. He says like, "There's nothing wrong with making your career." In a tag team, of course there's not. absolutely nothing wrong with it because tag team wrestling is important, and when it's done right, it can be amazing. So, and that's just the thing with Vince McMahon. At least won 24 of them. World the, tag titles went in the Hall of Fame last year as a tag team. The thing is, like, like Vince has just never seen like tag team as like a true, like big money thing. But the thing is, like, it's been, it's been proven to be a very big part of the show. Like, you look at all those TLC uh, TLC matches with the Hardys and Dudleys and Edge and Christian. You look at the series that the Usos and the New Day had last year. You look at um, some other great tag team matches. Yeah, look like, at that, uh, that triple threat TLC with the Usos, um, the New Day, and I want to say Kalisto and Sin Cara. Yeah, that, TLC was, a few that, years ago. that was great, too. That and was then, one of the best TLC matches I've ever seen. And then you look at NXT of how great their tag division been, like with American Alpha and The Revival with their with their matches. The Revival and, and DIY with their matches. AOP and DIY, the latter match in Chicago. Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain, and pretty much Undisputed Era against anybody. Yeah. Uh, but you look at the tag division, and then you look at the tag division outside of WWE with the Young Bucks and the, and the Lucha Brothers, and you look at uh, Best Friends, uh, you look at uh, Show and Yo, you look at uh, Evil and Sonata, uh, you look at um, you look at uh, G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny, you know, uh, the Briscoe Brothers, SCU. SCU! SCU! Uh, you know, uh, the Kingdom, they're, they're six-man tag teams, but the, the point is tag team wrestling can be great. If it's treated that way, and I Absolutely. think that's what the revival wanted. They wanted the. I think they just wanted the tag division to be respected. And if they can have, I mean, they're the champs now. If they can have compelling story with Hawkins and Ryder, I think they'll be fine with them dropping the tag titles at Mania. It's just as long as the match is good, and as long as they have a compelling story going in and leaving with a great reaction and having the crowd, I think that's all they're going to care about. Would you expect that match to be on the pre-show or the main card? Oh Jesus. Um, Personal feelings aside, where do you think that match ends up? My head says the pre-show, but my heart says the main show because I, I agree. Because I, I feel like that needs to be on the main show. I mean, we'll see what happens when the baby when, steps at this we'll, point. We'll see, but if you're gonna do that for the storyline, I think Kurt Hawkins, his his losing streak finally ending at WrestleMania on the main show, winning the tag titles, that makes it more special. Honestly, make that the opening match. Why not? Like, you could. Um, Although there's a lot of rumored matches that could possibly open. you Obviously, you want the best hard-hitting match to do that you would expect. I mean, if the rumors of the ladder match for the U.S. title happening, that would probably be open the show. Hmm. Um, but anyway, why don't we move over to SmackDown? Um, 
for a second. Obviously, we mentioned everything with Charlotte, obviously cutting a promo, a very heel promo. Charlotte is a full heel now, uh, which is great because you and I have been saying for a long time she's a much better heel. And Way obviously, better. everybody knows that. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but Kofi Kingston is a very good singles wrestler. I don't know if we forgot that part, but... Some people did. He went over an hour last night in that gauntlet match, you know, pinning Samoa Joe, pinning Daniel Bryan in the first match, pinning Jeff Hardy, almost beating AJ Styles. You know, you look at Kofi, and obviously it was just a, you know, not a handout, obviously, but Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in that spot, got hurt out of the chamber. That that moment, that like that moment of the gauntlet match felt like it was supposed to be for Mustafa Ali. Yes, and I think it would have been if he was in it. Um... But you look at a guy like Kofi Kingston, and we were talking about it um, off air. He needs to be the world champion before he retires. Oh yeah, at some he point. has to win the world title at some point. I mean, it's just it would just be such a damn shame if he retires and then he doesn't win the world championship. He'd be on. He'd be like those guys, like like Scott Hall and Mr. Perfect and and Roddy Piper. You know, guys who never won the world championship in WWF or WCW. It's just, it would just be a damn shame. Owen Hart, another one. Another, just, a, just a damn shame. You know, these guys are workhorses and guys who are, um, who are extremely popular. You know, but and again, different time. You know, winning, winning the Intercontinental title was just as good as winning the world title back then. Um, but it's, it's just a shame because. Depending who holds it nowadays, it could still be that way. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all because I don't know the Miz I mean, made it feel that way. The, I mean, ago. the Miz is the exception, but the thing is, when you look when you look at his accomplishments, he held the WWE title at least once. True. Granted, it was probably like the most boring time for him to win the WWE Championship, but you know, it, it's just it just doesn't seem. It just wouldn't seem right if Kofi doesn't win the world title. I hope I, agree. I hope he does. I don't know if he ever will, but I hope at some point before he's done that he wins the world title. I mean, you look at a guy like Kofi, honestly, to me, the greatest of our era to never hold the world championship. Um, you look at a guy who's held the Intercontinental title multiple times, the U.S. title multiple times, the tag team titles about a billion and a half times. He holds the longest, like for a, sing- like for a single wrestler who have held the tag titles, he's held... He has the longest, most combined days as, in, history. As a, in history as a tag team champion. WWE. Because honestly, what? He's a five-time champ with the New Day, and he held them about four times or so before the New Day. He's been tagged. He won the tag Evan team titles with Evan Bourne, CM Punk, R-Truth, and then you there's, said... There's one more. Uh, Evan Bourne, CM Punk, R-Truth. I think that's it. That might be it, yeah. I, uh, so he's about an eight-time pre, tag champ. Pre-New pre Day, I think those are the only... Uh, partners he had yeah and then the new day i mean they've held them countless times right so he's held the tag titles many times in his career i remember him uh when the new day first formed he was on commentary talking about you know what to expect in a new day and he said to himself and i'm a 10-time champion of the wwe like i've held a championship 10 times that was before the new day held one tag team championship so he's won a championship in wwe 15 times but he's never held the world championship. I think that's still... Honestly, he wins the world title, he could retire tomorrow. Honestly. And then be in the Hall of Fame. Because I think that's where he's heading. But like I said, like you said, I think it'd be a damn shame if not one time, even if he held it for five minutes in one night, he didn't win the world championship. No, nah, he should hold it longer than five No, he, sh- he should. But I think at the very least, he deserves to at least be recognized as the WWE champion yeah, one time. he should. And Kofi's great. And anybody who forgot about that was reminded of it last night. And will be reminded in the chamber, even though he'll probably be the first eliminated, but he'll put on a good performance. I don't think he'll be the first eliminated. But I, I mentioned this to you uh, off mic that someone tweeted saying uh, <laughs> that uh, someone's saying uh, Kofi stole back his his elimination chamber spot that, that Edge took from him all those years ago. And Edge replied to the person saying, shh, don't tell him he's going to find <laughs> out. Kofi replies with the eyes, with the eyes, uh, oh, look what we got over here emoji. So... <laughs> That was that was pretty funny. What I really liked about it last night too was, you know, you mentioned off mic how, how when Joe got pinned, he used these heel-like tempting tendencies to choke out Kofi on the floor, and AJ was like, "Kofi, we don't have to do this, this and that." You know, when he picked him up, he's like, "Kofi, are you sure you want to do this?" And Kofi slapped AJ across the face and said. <laughs> You know, I've been waiting so long for this opportunity, and AJ, of course, reluctantly beat the crap out of him after that. But, and they put on a good match too. But you just looked at the way Kofi was like, "I've waited so long for this." That wasn't New Day Kofi Kingston. That was 
I'm Kofi Kingston, and one day I'm going to be the world champion. You know, put New Day to the side. I, that, forget, forget one day I'm, I'm going to be world champion. So I want to be world champion on Sunday. Yes. That, to me, reminded me that the New Day won't be permanent. Like I know they've been around four or five years now, and it's been a great run. But last night reminded I, me that I the feel, end is going to come one day. I, it is, but I feel like... Kofi could win the world title and still be in the New Day. I still feel that like like that can happen, and then that could be a good story to eventually break up the New Day. It could be. I don't know what they'll do, but I feel like that would be a good story. I think we might have a reason to break it up soon after last night. I don't know if they will, but now you start having, you know, not like necessarily a jealous Kofi Kingston, but let's say Kofi Kingston makes it to the final two on Sunday and barely barely misses the opportunity and he loses in the last second against Daniel Bryan. You don't think that might not be enough for Kofi to be like, man, I'm a little bit more myself, possible Kofi Kingston heel turn possibly no, down the line? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the New Day, if they were going to break up, they would have broken up already and they have they really have to do what people, when no one is expecting it. Kind of like the Shield. Yeah, kind of like the Shield. Both times. Where like, uh, Seth Rollins was on, uh, Edge and Christian's podcast last Friday and they, they've mentioned like Christian and Edge both mentioned you know if they and they had Gangrel at one point at a brood reunion and said like you know if we had done the brood any longer you guys would have been married to it and that's all you guys would have remembered for for your career and he said the same thing and Christian said the same thing about Seth Rollins with the Shield you know like you guys only had about a two year run it felt longer because the fans loved you guys so much and I've, he says like, I think it was a perfect time for you guys to end it um, because, you know, people didn't like, uh, you, you know, people didn't think it was getting stale. Yeah. Same thing with the brood. And I feel like that it's strange that that hasn't happened for the new day because it just seems natural because the new day is a different thing. They've been, they've been around since what? 20, 14, four, 14, 15, 2014. So they've been around for five years. Had a much longer run the brood and the shield, but I don't think it's time for the new day to end soon. I'm not saying because every time you think they do, it just, just right. doesn't. I'm not saying it's necessarily time. I'm just saying they might have a reason to start building the seeds to it after the chamber. Um, depending on how good Kofi Kingston does, if he makes the final two, I'm just putting some stuff out there. But I, all I'm saying is, I think maybe after the chamber is over, they might have a reason to start planting the seeds to the end. Maybe they might. Um, How about Randy Orton RKOing AJ Styles with 30 seconds to go on SmackDown last night? <laughs> well, he got the last spot in the chamber. Yep. Yeah, honestly, you knew when AJ beat Kofi at ten or at 9:59, you knew what the ending was going to be. Yeah. And first of all, you know there used to be a time where Randy would turn people around and RKO him out of nowhere. Now he just goes for the kill. He just shows up. Like I love like when they just the, the camera angling when like. He just shows up out of nowhere. Like, the crowd sees him, and then you, and then you as the TV watcher, like, whoa. Like, I love when he does that. Like, what? Well, because I was expecting him to turn around AJ, and within, I think I blinked, and AJ was on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, a few year, like, few years ago, when he was shooting with Rusev, and Rusev, after he had a match, I think it was Chad Gable, and he gets in the microphone about a cut of promo on Randy Orton, he's like, Randy. It just RKO's Boom, him. RKO's him. And that's ex literally the match they had at SummerSlam that year, too. You've, many years ago, Ted DiBiase saying, we'll never forget how you used RKO. That's the one thing. Love or hate Randy Orton. It's still great. The RKO is still such a great The finisher. RKO will forever be my favorite. It's going to be. It's still a great finisher. I think you should induct the move into the Hall of Fame. So Randy Orton goes in and the RKO goes in. Well, it's really a cutter, but w that's the discussion. That's a discussion time. for another day. DDP Randy Orton retirement match. <laughs> That's one thing I would have loved they did. Like, remember the Royal Rumble in 2015? I would have loved, like, DDP was in the match, and so was Orton. And I would have loved a moment where, like, they were both just doing RKOs and diamond cutters to people. Yeah. And just to see and who, like the who, last two standing. Who, who can out-cutter the other, yeah. you know? it's <laughs> That would have been funny. But anyway, I, I think that's pretty much all that was... I mean, there was that... Uh, McMiz TV segment with the Usos and and the and Shane McMahon, pretty much that um you know saying that you guys ain't a tag you you guys ain't even a tag team, you claim to be right. and Shane is like well the well we are the best tag team because we have these, and the and the Usos super kicked Miz and uh, it's basically and the way you thought it would end yeah, picked up a lot better than people thought it would be Miz bringing up Mandy Rose which was you know 
whatever. Try to get the crowd over. But again, I, I th- not that the segment was stale, but it was predictable. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk a little bit about AEW now. Yeah. Let's talk about them. A couple of things. First of all, um, breaking news as of about an hour ago, AEW Double or Nothing is sold out. Under four minutes. Under four minutes, they sold 17,000 tickets. Well, they sold 12,000 on the pre-sale. Not a big surprise because they sold sold 12,000 on the pre-sale. That's the reason we didn't open with it because we're not surprised. Yeah, we knew it was going to sell out. We knew it was because, I mean, you had your, specu- you know, maybe had little doubts being like, it's a bigger arena. I don't know. Much bigger than the Sears Center. When they did... When they did that pre-sale, when I found out that 12,000 tickets were sold, I'm like, oh, they're going to sell it out. They're going to sell it because there's only 5,000 tickets left. They're going to sell it out. They yep. did it, and credit to them. It's going to be a great show. Currently on the card is uh, Hangman Page versus Pac, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, and uh, I have to pick up this women's match because I can... It was Britt Baker. Britt Baker, Kaylee Ray, and... I'm uh, blanking on the third one. Something Rose. Not Mandy Rose. Not No, not Mandy Rose. Exactly. But anyway, just to kind of pick up where you left off. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that they sold out the MGM Grand Arena, obviously. I mean, I knew it would be a big arena. It's much bigger than the Sears Center in Chicago. But when you have wrestling fans that are behind what these guys are doing and they're behind their message and they're behind their beliefs... Of course they're going to sell out. Of course they're going to be there. And of course it's going to be a great show. Now it's just a matter of building up the rest of the card. Nyla Rose. Yes. That's her name. And I talked to you on the podcast last week, and I talked to a few friends before that. And I'm sticking by what I said. I don't think you need championships in, in, in that event. And we're probably not going to. We're probably not going to. I think this event will build to those championships being introduced. will build to those matches. I personally think that the winner of Hangman and Pac and the winner of Jericho and Omega are, are going to fight for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think those winners are going to clash. I would love to see Pac and Omega go at it. Yeah. And um, oh, I'd even love to see Jericho in the match. I don't or, care. Or Jericho and Hangman. Yeah, maybe. That'd be great. Really, any of them you put together. I mean, to this event, it really feels like almost like it's a fantasy type, except it's the beginning of something special. It's not like All In. It's the beginning of something huge. It's the beginning of what Cody says is a revolution. Yes. And that's exactly what this is, and this is a big deal, and I can't wait to see, we all can't wait to see what's to come exactly. for this company. And um, so in the newest video on the uh, Nightmare Family YouTube page, Cody's Which YouTube. Which is basically the road to, to double or nothing. Yes. Uh, in the recent video, uh, Brandy and Cody were, uh, they made like these little cards for the match cards. <laughs> little little match cards. Uh, Get out. Show, showing uh, the women's triple threat. They showed uh, Jericho and Omega, Hangman and Pac, and then it has Cody's and his opponent, but his opponent is blurred out. And Brandy's like, is this for real? You weren't going to tell me about this. So, also another thing is that Cody finally had surgery um, that he needed. So, speedy recovery. Hope Cody Rhodes, you get better soon. Should be good to go for double or nothing. Yeah, he'll be fine for double or nothing. I mean, he's. I don't think he's going to be having any matches from now until... No, then. he's been done since Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So, he finally... Uh, which leads him to focus more on the business aspect of AEW. Right. So, speculation. Who do we think is going to be Cody Rhodes' opponent? A double or nothing. I think it's the fight for Brandy Rose. I think it's Flip Gordon. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure, but I did tell you off mic, and I do think this is my opinion. I don't think it's anybody currently on the AEW roster. I think they're bringing somebody in. Um, that'll be announced at a later date. Um, I really don't know who it is. I really can't speculate who it is because it could, it could be anybody at this point. But I do think that his opponent is not currently on the AEW roster. You had to pick somebody. Anybody. If I had to pick somebody. Hey, that's tough, CJ. That really is. I got to think about that. Um, if I had to pick anybody in the world. I can't think of anybody. Who do you got? Maybe it'll make me think of something. I'm not sure. And I'm looking at the picture that I screenshotted from the video last night. Mm. It's blurred out. It's blurred out perfectly. It is blurred up perfectly, so you can't really see who it is. From the skin tone, looks like a like a white guy. Maybe Daniels. Daniels already has a match. Uh, oh, that's S- right. SCU. That's right. right. SCU. SCU. Right. I don't know. I um, also said nobody currently on the roster. 
Mm, Marty Skrull's contract isn't uh, up by that point, is it? No. Well, no, and he's also got an NWA World Heavyweight title match after G1 Supercard with Nick Aldis. Unless it's Nick Aldis. I don't know about it being Nick Aldis having the rematch. Isn't Aldis exclusively with Ring of Honor now? I guess he is. I guess him. I guess the NWA and Ring of Honor have a partnership now. And then that's why Marty's getting that title match. I mean, Nick Aldis is a possible candidate. I don't think that's, you know, realistic enough. But, the you know, had the third match between the two. Why not? Um, that could be a possibility. Um, obviously very unlikely. But, again, it's just speculation at this point. CJ, that's a great question. I don't know who it is. And I think they're going to keep this under wraps for a little while. I think whoever it is, it's going to be a huge match. Do, I think it'll be a we, huge reveal. Do we hear... I think we'll hear about it pretty soon. I think we'll hear about it within the next couple of weeks. Which would you rather? Would you rather hear about it soon, or would you rather just the person just shows up at Double or Nothing? It's a complete surprise. If this is a really big reveal, I'd rather know who it is. Okay, I'd rather know who it is, um, especially because they're building. They've been building up to this in the last few editions of the Road to Double or Nothing series. So it's like Cody, who are you gonna face? Were you going to tell me about this? And it's a blurred out opponent. I don't think they're going to drag this all the way to May. And I they think even, we'll find out they within even, the next uh, month. They even bleeped out the name of somebody. It's like, oh, uh, bleh, call wants again. To, yeah, wants you to call, call him back. Call, call again. It's like, right. you want to do that? Like, no. I'll call him back when I get when I feel like it. Yeah. So we don't know who it could be. It's obviously not Kenny. Uh, what if it was Goldust? Ooh. What if it was Goldust? I don't think it would be. But it, what, if, what if it was Goldust? I don't think there would be as huge of a match as you would think, but it would be an interesting match. Him versus Goldust. Um... Yeah, I think I think with all of the obviously like you mentioned like every time that they release these episodes you get an idea of all right, Cody's going to who is he going to fight? This this that. They're not going to drag this till May. I think we're going to find out in the next month or two. We'll see. We will see. But it's an interesting question. I mean, again, it's it's so interesting. I can't even give you a name because there's just so many people out there you want to give names but they're exclusive to other companies. They're or they're not partnering with AEW. You know, Again, it's 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 very interesting, and and at this moment, CJ, I can't give you an answer of who it might be. What if he faced Tessa Blanchard? I'm serious. What if he faced Tessa Blanchard? What if they had an intergender match? Maybe, I doubt it, but we'll see. I mean, because a while ago there were ads that Ambrose and Nia Jax were going to have a match, and then they pulled those ads because it would have sucked. Anyway, well, well, Nia um, can't wrestle, and Dean is just limping his way out the door at this point. I would just. I, because I recently saw highlights from from her Instagram of her having a tag match. I don't know who her partner was, but she was facing Pentagon and Phoenix, and that was insane. Right. Like, that, that's a picture. It's freaking awesome. I think at some at some point she's going to go to AEW, and that division is going to be built around her. Yeah, or I agree. I would hope that she goes to AEW because she's killing it right now. That would just be like a wild card for me, Tessa Blanchard and Cody Rhodes. I'm going to throw one name out there for you. It's very unlikely. Cody Rhodes versus Austin Aries. That's not unlikely because Austin Aries hasn't been seen. I mean, is he, is he still with Impact? No, because he left after Bound for Glory. Remember, he flipped off Don Callis and walked out? That's right. That was the last match he that had. Was and, he, and he no-selled uh, the Starship Pain from Johnny Impact and walked out the door and left. So he hasn't been seen since October. I, com- I completely forgot about Austin Aries. I literally just thought about it just now because I'm thinking about guys who were in Impact and this and that, and then I realize I'm like, where's Austin Aries? Yeah, apparently. Possibly. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's with the company anymore. I, I, no, he's not. And we don't follow Impact that much, so if our facts are wrong, then we're wrong. But that would be a great match. I'm pretty sure he's not with him because again, he no sold Johnny's finisher, flipped off Don Callis, and walked out. And then I read a report that that was his last match. I mean, he was supposed to be there for the tapings. I remember that. Yeah, and he wasn't. Like, he walked out the door afterwards. Um, so, maybe Austin Aries is a big one. I mean, he'd be huge for that company. Oh, yeah. Austin Aries would be another big name. Big name of the indies for that company. Right. And the matches he could have with Omega and Jericho and Hangman. be incredible. That'd be great. I, I, I think... That's pretty much all we can say about AEW, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't that much, really. It's just obviously no surprise. They sold out double or nothing. Who Cody's opponent might be. But the Bucks did say this. So I think we're going to need a bigger building. Matt said this. And then Nick go, corrects him and goes, stadium. Hmm. I mean, that that idea. Yeah, that's interesting. That I, I remember when after the first rally, 
you said eventually an event's going to happen in that Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. I did say that. Maybe that event's going to happen in Jacksonville. Would you expect them to sell that out? I would think so. Because it, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but 17,000 versus 70,000 is very different. It is very different. I don't know if I don't I don't know if they'd sell it as quickly as they'd hoped or yeah. as they'd hope, but I think at some point they would sell it out. Okay. Why don't we uh we get to our elimination chamber predictions? Not a great card, honestly. It's a very Not a great build to this card either. No, it's a very, honestly, predictable card, too. We'll start with the Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy, the champion. Akira Tozawa, the challenger, if I said that correctly. Who yes, do you got in YCJ? I said it correctly. Uh, Buddy Murphy, just, again, he's the best on 205 Live. He's supposed to 205 Live. Keep it on him. Keep it on him forever. I don't want you to complain if we're the same on predictions because it's just so predictable. No, I'm, I'm not going to give you any flack. I agree with you. Buddy Murphy, face of 205 Live, not dropping it anytime soon. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Who do you got in Why? I really don't care about this match. I still don't know why they're doing Corbin and, and Strowman. But, they have to but, fill time. But I got Strowman. I'm going to just disagree with you just for the fun of it. I'm going to take Corbin. I think there'll be some sort of interference in this match for McIntyre or Lashley, mm -hmm. possibly. Um, so I'll take Corbin, really, just to give you a disagreement so we don't have to tie. Okay. SmackDown Tag Team Championships, The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. Who do you got and why? I didn't think they'd win the tag titles to begin with, but I don't know how long they're going to hold them on for. But I'll... I'll I'll say Shane and, and Miz. I'll take Shane and Miz as well. I don't think they're going to lose them on Sunday. I think they're going to lose them soon, and I think it's going to lead to that match at Mania. Maybe they lose them at Fastlane back to the bar, because I do think the bar is going to win these belts back. Um, they're not going to lose them on Sunday, but they are going to lose them soon. But for now, I'll take them to retain. Hmm. Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. We did this prediction like an hour ago. It's it's Ronda. I feel bad for Ruby Riot. She deserves so much better than this. I do, this. too. The Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley, the champion. And actually, it's a 2-1-1 handicap match. Yeah. It's Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, the champions. And Champion. Finn Balor, the challenger. Who's winning and why? Uh, I would say Lashley and Rush because I think this is going to lead to... Because I think this is going to lead all the way to Mania. I think that that's the reports, apparently, that they want uh, Balor to win the IC title at Mania. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I'll take Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Two-on-one handicap match. Obviously, the stacked it's going to be stacked against Finn Balor. Obviously, Bobby Lashley will find a way to get the finish in this match. So I'll take him to retain the championship. The WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, and Kofi Kingston. Who's winning and what? Daniel Bryan. Uh, he's, again, his work is just so great with the title that it just it's not time for him to drop it yet he might drop it to mania but not now i agree with him um see where this build's going in a fast lane i think honestly when you look at the chamber match i think you get a great performance out of kofi kingston i think jeff hardy jumps off of something tall randy orton's gonna rko just about everybody and at the end of the day like you said, Daniel Bryan's work has been fantastic. It's not time to drop the belt yet. Daniel Bryan retains on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Finally, the Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Naomi and Carmella. Who wins the inaugural belts and what? Bailey and Sasha Banks because they're the ones who have been treated the best. They're the ones who have been built the best. A lot of these other women's tag teams, one, were they just thrown together, or two, they were just not treated well at all. Look mm -hmm. at the Iconics and Riot Squad, and I mean, Mandy and Sonya are a little better. Yeah, Riot Squad loses every match. Riot Squad loses, loses just about every single match that they're in. So Sasha and Bailey makes the most sense. They were the first women. They were the first like women that they properly booked as the tag team. So it's going to be Sasha and Bailey. They were also the first women to really bring up this idea of women's tag team championships on television. So I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, I will take Sasha and Bailey as well. Like you said, they've been booked the best. You look at some of these tag teams. I mean, really, the only one I could think that might win them in their place is Mandy and Sonya because I think they've been built a little bit better than everybody else but when it comes to a team that you would think that would be the best for this first position i think it's sasha and bailey and i think it sets up a match with lita and trish at wrestlemania that's another another thing is that if bailey and sasha win the tag titles on sunday all of the wwe four horsewomen would be the first ones to win a ch like the first ever championship um in like a new belt 
a new belt's history. Yeah, because you had Charlotte, Charlotte being the first Becky. Raw, first Raw Women's Champion, Becky being the first SmackDown Women's Champion, and if Bailey and Sasha do this, they're the first WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Wow, I didn't even realize that. You're absolutely right on that. But yeah, I mean, I I don't see anybody else that can win the match. I think Nia and Tamina look strong until the end. I think they're in the final two mm-hmm. uh, with Sasha and Bailey. Uh, what I am curious though is because Sasha Banks has been somewhat injured, being taken out of matches here. I think that. they're just playing up the injury. You think they're playing it up? It's all kayfabe. Okay, fair she'll, enough. She'll be selling her. I think it's her shoulder. She'll be selling the shoulder injury, and it'll make the victory that much better. How so, fast do they book Sasha and Bailey versus Trish and lead at Mania? Like, like after Fastlane or something. Okay. Or at Fastlane. Sounds good to me. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Great stuff today, CJ, as always. Oh, one more thing. Jay White won the heavyweight championship. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. We didn't talk about that. Oh, my God. Really quickly. Really quickly. This is huge. I was so happy about this. That's huge for the Bullet Club. That's huge for Jay White. Switchblade Jay White is the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I got to put an effect in there somewhere like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, It was... Oh my god, it was so great. He he beat Hiroshi Tanahashi. When a lot of people thought this was going to be Tanahashi's like last long run with the title. And Maybe it was his last run with the title. Maybe, I don't know. But, I mean, some people have doubted Switchblade Jay White as being leader of the Bullet Club. But you know what? He is the perfect fit for the Bullet Club. And he's the perfect guy to take over. I know a lot of people want Tama Tonga to do it. But you know what? Switchblade Jay White, he's 26, 27 years old. Um... He, he's and realize this. He's gonna go to Madison Square Garden as the as IWG the as a champion because at the uh, the World Cup, like the the champion doesn't defend the title there. Right. So he'll be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at Madison Square Garden and possibly main event the show. I think for sure he's gonna main event the show. I think I think the the New Japan uh, IWGP World Title is gonna main event the show. I mean. He he, I I've been saying New Japan have been building up this guy, they've been building him. People may have been a little like, oh, what's this guy Tanahashi WrestleMania tw- uh, WrestleMania uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve, you know? And then he beat Omega clean for the U.S. title. Right. He joins Bullet Club. He beat Okada clean at as a whistle at Wrestle Kingdom, clean as a whistle. Sure, the Bullet Club got involved, but he didn't need them to beat Okada. He beat Okada on his own. He beat Tanahashi. He made Tanahashi tap out not once but twice, and now he's got the new finisher called the TTO Tana Tap Out. Right. So, I'm immensely happy for Switchblade Jay White. I've said New Japan after the Elite left, they were just going to be be just fine because they've been building a guy like Switchblade J. I feel like that's what they're doing because like when Devitt Balor left AJ was coming in build you know build the western people around AJ Styles AJ leaves we got Kenny Omega build around Kenny Omega okay we know Kenny Omega's not gonna stay around forever we got Jay White let's build around Jay White so they have always have a plan they always have a plan to put someone in place to put in that spot right I am just and when I'm, Jay White's little, gone, they'll have a plan there, too. I'm a little surprised that he won the title uh, so soon, but I'm happy. I am not going to complain. This is going to be great. Um, apparently, the original plan to the Madison Square Garden show is that Kenny was supposed to face Okada, and Okada was supposed to win the title back. And maybe they might do the same thing. Maybe they'll do Naito. I don't know. But congratulations, Switchblade Jay White. Uh, of course. I mean, and, and like you said, I mean, they, I feel they always have a backup plan, and... Not that I thought that this was building. I thought it was, but like you said, I didn't think it was too soon, but I didn't think they pulled the trigger this fast. Uh, but I think a lot of that is for the reason that maybe they want Jay White to be the champion in the Garden because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't defend it at the, at the Cup either. So it's like they're gonna he's going to defend it at G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden, possibly in the main event. Um and like you said, just this run that he's been on. He's been the U.S. champion. He beat, Oma- he beat o- Omega. Okada clean at Wrestle Kingdom he beat in Omega. front of 50,000. Well, he beat Omega, too. He beat too, Omega, too. I, mean, I was beat, talking about Okada. But. I mean, he beat three of the biggest stars in New Japan uh, uh, in recent memory. Three huge three, former IWGP champions. Yes. Okada, Omega, and Tanahashi. Yep. Three of the best in the world right now. That's And that's not only huge for him, that's huge momentum for the Bullet Club. 
Oh yeah. Like we're talking, and we were talking about how like the OG Bullet Club now that it's kind of it's going back to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It is huge for them to have the world championship now. Absolutely, absolutely. They. I mean, a lot of people think like you know, with the guy, the elite Bullet Club elite guys now, just the elite leaving the Bullet Club, that they think like maybe the Bullet Club's gonna lose some steam. It's not. It's going back to their roots, right. and that's what Bullet Club was. They were a group of guys, heel like straight up heels. They don't care. They get involved in matches. Who they, took the tradition of New Japan wrestling and shoved it? Yeah, and that's exactly what changed things up. Yep. And now they're just going back to what they used to be. I agree with you. They're not losing steam. They're going back to their old ways. Now with the elite gone, they have every reason to go do that. And now their top guy, their leader, is now the heavyweight champion. We're going back to the days of AJ Styles as the IWGP champion. Breathe with the switchblade. Exactly. So great stuff with Jay White. Great stuff with the Bullet Club, New Japan, all that and more. So that'll wrap things up. For this edition of now the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Again, great stuff today, CJ, as always. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll recap Elimination Chamber, um, where this Becky Charlotte storyline is going. We'll start talking about Fastlane, G1 Supercard. Uh, more information about AEW should be out next week. We'll talk all about that and more um, on, you know, and we'll just do a lot more of pro wrestling, and then you can turn us off halfway through on the Not Another <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. So for Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano, we'll see you next time.